This is Channel Attitude. Your voice. Your right. Your freedom. Oh, shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best-kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! David Arquette won the world title! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match! And Hogan, you big, bald son of a bitch! Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy Jumpy! Beep Beep! Goldberg steered Russo on the cake! I'm from New York. I'll get downright nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Her name was Trisha Mellies. Uh, she was, you know, beaten, raped. She lost like 75% of her blood, left for dead in Central Park. And the cops around, uh, surrounded uh, five black and Latino teens, Antron McRae, 15, Kevin Richardson, 15, Youssef Salam, 15, Raymond Santana, 14, Corey Wise, 16. They, were, they would come to be known as the Central Park Five. I saw a fascinating thing, uh, Stevie, that I could not believe. But one of, you know, all of these kids were saying they didn't even know what the cops were talking about. Right. They separated all these kids, uh, you know, separately, wouldn't feed them, wouldn't give them water. Were like literally torching these kids. Until they said what they wanted them to say. Bro, this one kid told a story that I could not believe. So they call all the parents of the kids down to the precinct. Right. Right. And the one kid was saying they took his father outside of the room and the cops had a conversation with the father and the father went back in there and made the kid confess based on whatever. the. So I don't know what the cops had on him. Right. And Brody, you know, to this day, the kid has not spoken to his old man. Because oh, of that. I did not know that. To this day, can you imagine? So apparently the cops must have had something on the dad and said, bro, like, listen, your kid might be able, you know. But so these kids all went to jail, like Stevie said, bro, you know, n- n- no, no evidence was found whatsoever. Right. So they go to jail in 1989. I think it was in 2002 after sentences that range from six to 13 years. Ed Koch called this the crime of the century. So, bro, what happens was one of the kids, he's not a kid anymore, bro, because it's 14 years later, Mm -hmm. uh, he is in jail. And, bro, somebody in jail recognizes this kid who's not a kid anymore, bro. The guy's almost 30 now. Right. And the guy says, um, let me get his name here. The guy, the guy, uh, the guy looks at him and says, "Hey, man, aren't you so and so?" And the kid says, "Yeah." He goes, "You're still in here?" And the kid says, "Yeah, man. You know, we've been in here 13 years now. All five of us. Stevie, it was the killer." Wow. And he fi- he could I remember not, that. I remember he could that. Not now. believe that these kids were still in prison. So he gave himself up. They took his DNA. He gave the cops 
all the information, what happened, right. what he did, everything, you know, sunk up. And after 13 freaking years, these kids were set free. And, and what they did, Stevie, was they gave them a million dollars for every year they served in prison. So they got something like $13 million apiece. Right. But I was, I was reading this story today because, again, uh, you know, the one guy, uh, Salam, uh, just became a um, – Yeah, I knew he was running. That is an unbelievable but story. But didn't, didn't the DA still say that they believe that they was guilty? Yes, yes. Now, yes. what's with, well, come on, brother. Now you see how corrupt the system is. Yeah. How do you exonerate people with DNA evidence and still will not back down from their guilt? How do you do that? Instead of just saying, hey, we made a mistake. Or instead of you saying how corrupt we really are. Because if you admit to that, that means they're sentencing. And the crimes that, they, that you presented on them, you knew you were wrong. And you still did it anyway. Yeah. That's what you're admitting to. Because you had no evidence. No evidence. Nothing. It, un, un, unbelievable case, bro. But you're, you're right, bro, because I remember, man. God, what year was he caught? David Berkowitz, the son of Sam. Okay, bro. I remember that. Bro, they catch Berkowitz. Mm-hmm. But, bro, they had about three or four key witnesses on the scene that had completely different subs- uh, uh, descriptions of the shooter. Right. So, bro, you know... Years later, you you hear a very deep story, bro. Of it was a cult. Cult. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just David Berkowitz. It was a group of people working together. David Berkowitz has come right out and said, "Yeah, I shot this one. I didn't shoot that one. I w- I was there for it. Right. I, I was watching. I shot that one. I didn't shoot this one, bro. They never opened up the case." They, they got Berkowitz, and that was it. Case was solved. It. Meanwhile, the guy himself said, no, nah, bro, this was a cult. It was a devil-worshipping group. There right. were a few people involved. They never went down that road again, bro. Because that's when people get together and don't want the public to know certain things. So they can be heroes. It's unreal, bro. Yeah. I mean, come on. We've seen... Remember we was talking about the last dance. And you remember I told you the reason it was on it that night because HBO was doing a documentary about the Atlanta child murders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the same stuff. Some of the same stuff. The people that was involved say, no, this doesn't add up. So much of it doesn't add up. As as opposed to the guy that they got, Dwayne Williams. You know, some of these guys were my size. Wayne Williams is hornswoggle size. Right. And you're going to fucking, you're going to take me? You know what I'm saying? You're going to overpower me, bro? Yeah. And that's why if you watch that whole documentary, I think you only watched a couple of, well, I think yeah, the last I, I episode or something. Yeah, I didn't the whole thing. I missed the if end. If you watch the whole episode, and that is what I'm talking about when it calls, because it's politics involved. It's when it's politics involved, somebody's trying to get reelected. Somebody's trying to keep their image protected and stuff like that. So you got to go with 
what we deem as this is what the, this is all the public needs to know. You know what I'm saying? And they don't care. And that's the sad part. They don't care. How many times people, how many people in jail right now? Oh God. Yeah. And now, and, and I'm going on the people that has uh Barry Sheck and Peter Newfell that started the innocent project. Okay. Mm-hmm. They started this and Barry Sheck and Peter Newfell were the two main guys that defended O.J. Simpson on his DNA evidence, okay? And they started the Innocent Project, and they got a zillion people out of jail. And if you look back at some of those cases, it was like, why is this jail guy in jail in the first place? You had no evidence, none. I mean, they can't help everybody, but look how many people are in jail because it's a political motive, and we got to do something and put somebody in there because my job is on the line. My chief of police job is on the line. My assistant DA or DA is on the line. You know what I'm saying? This judge stuff is on the line. So we got to find somebody to put them in here. Remember the guy in Boston back in the 90s? that said a black man had stolen his car and killed his wife. Tawana Brawley? No, Tawana Brawley was... She, that was Al Sharpton saying she accused somebody of doing this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? But no, this yeah. was this was in Boston. I think Al stuff was in New York. Yeah. So this what happened? Now, tell, tell me what happened now. Uh, the guy had killed his wife. Right. And little baby. And he said a black guy did it. And the Boston police had arrested all kind of black people. Just come to find a black guy did it. Yeah. Come yeah. to find out. This guy did it for the insurance money and he ended up committing suicide because he couldn't deal with. But what I'm saying is, how do you arrest somebody with no evidence because somebody said something and you go out and arrest people? And if the guy hadn't have committed suicide, I don't know if they were moving in on him or whatever. Possibly somebody may be in jail, just like the Central Park Five. Well, li- listen to this, Stevie. This blows me away. You know, again, you know, having a, a degree in journalism, I do kind of, you know, take some pride in that. But listen to this, bro. <laughs> An April 21st, 1989 story in the New York Daily News reported that on the night of the crime, a 30-person gang or so-called wolf pack of teens launched a series of attacks nearby, including assaults, on a man carrying groceries, a couple on a tandem bike, another male jogger, and a taxi driver. Then the news reported at least a dozen Utes grabbed the woman and dragged her off the path through heavy underbrush and trees down a ravine toward a small body of water known as the lock. It was there, 200 feet North of the transverse that she was being assaulted, the police said they dragged her down like she was an animal. It was one person, bro. Like, this is the New York Daily News. It was wow. one freaking guy, bro. One guy. Wow. Unbelievable, man. According to New York Magazine, police told reporters the teens used the word wilding in describing their acts and that while in a holding cell, the suspects had laughed and sung the rap hit Wild Thing. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I mean, bro, like. But see, you... That's what you're selling to the public, though. You got to. The, the public has to be convinced. Has to be. 
So that's why they do stuff like that. Dog, this stuff is old as the crucifixion. Listen to this, Stevie. This is everything that we talk about. Newspaper columnists joined in. The New York Post's Pete Hamill, and Pete Hamill is very well known in New York, wrote that the teens hailed from a world of crack, welfare, guns, knives, indifference, and ignorance, a land with no fathers to smash hurt, rob, stomp, rape. The enemies were rich. The enemies were white. Holy sh- Bro, that is unfreaking belief. Talk about painting a picture of yeah. how white people should look in, pl- especially black teens back right. then. Right. Unbelievable. And if that guy would have never seen the guy, the kid in they- the yard, they'd still be in there today. Right. Wow, that's 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 unbelievable. And, and actually tried to prevent him from coming forward. I don't know if it showed that. The guy that did it actually it's, tried yeah. to prevent him from coming they forward. They did, yes. It says a little bit about that. Yeah. I like I said, I vaguely remember it because it's been so long ago, but I remember enough. And I've never seen a documentary on it. Everything I've seen I read afterwards, and I was just like Unbelievable, man! Some of the stuff that you're talking about right now, I'm just yeah. Like, we, we, we one of the one of the kids said we were arrested. The police deprived us of food, drink, or sleep for more than 24 hours. Salam, right. that's the uh, congressman now, uh, wrote in the Washington Post years later in 2016. Under duress, we falsely confessed. The, uh, confessed, though we were innocent, we spent our formative years in prison. Branded as rapist. Oh my bro. God, bro! But, but hey, listen. The good news is what a what an ending to a story of this. Uh, you know, this guy now, you know, being a councilman in New York. I mean, that's a great Unbelievable. story. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yeah. Who knows wow. what he'd be right now if he hadn't never gone to jail, bro? You never got a chance to grow up. Yeah. You know, and you're in jail, and you don't even know why. <laughs> you're in jail, and you don't even know why. And you're 14. Right. You're 14, bro. Like, un, un, un freaking real, man. Bro, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And just imagine that is the dip. That is how the system is designed, though. It preys on the weak. Because if those guys could afford, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of defense, you know, like some little girls here, you probably remember this story. Uh, they were going around robbing little white kids from out there in Kingwood. Out there where George Foreman and all those guys stay. And uh, they're going around robbing people, at, robbing stores at gunpoint. At gunpoint, robbing stores for fun because they just feel like being little gangsters. And they're all from affluency. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when they went to jail, everybody got upset because of the sentences that they got. You see the difference? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Everybody was upset because... That's the judicial system. When they say the scales, that can't be true. Because they robbed, I mean, with masks on. I'm talking about like Bunny and Clyde, bro. Mm. I think they did a movie about it. If I'm not mistaken, I think they did a movie about it. I can't remember what year it was. But they were little white chicks, three or four of them. Yeah. And I, 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 remember, I remember that now because I, they did make a movie about that. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, they should be under the jail, whereas... Some kid steals uh, two Snickers bars, you know what I'm saying? And somebody, somebody calls the police on him, 
This guy's in jail for two years. Yeah. Because he was hungry. You know, not that he was influencing, he could have bought it. I don't have any money. But, you know, he gets put down with the, with the knee on his throat, handcuffed, thrown in the back of a car, thrown in jail, no defense. And, hey, we're going to give you a year and a half for dealing two snicker bars that cost a dollar apiece. I mean, that's just, hey, but we don't have enough politicians that, you know, that we vote in, especially African-Americans that want to talk about these kind of indiscretions that go on in the judicial system because they're, they're paid to be on one side or the other. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I hate about politics. That's what I hate about it because you don't get in there and fight for righteousness. You fight for your political party first. And I got a problem with people like that. I really do. Because there's no way these kind of things should happen the way they happen and as often as they happen. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to bring it up. Stevieville. It all comes back to Stevieville. At the yeah, end of because the it's going to be capital punishment in Stevieville. <laughs> For stealing Snickers bars? Yeah, cutting your finger <laughs> off. Your little pinky has to go. Oh, my. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's going to be preached in church and everything. Oh, yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. That's why about, about six, seven million ain't going to be able to go. They got to stay here and, and go through that all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have a fair and honest and balanced judicial system. So we'll get some people to come in, look a person up, up and down. Mm, okay, let's see if he's guilty or not. That's all I'm going to have. That's all it's going to take. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at you up and, yeah, you did it. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Run, put him, put him away. He's finished. No, no twelve, no twelve people on the jury. Mm-mm. No twelve people. Stevieville. Yeah. How's um? How's the book coming, my friend? Matter of fact, me and Michael got a meeting today. Very nice. Got a video meeting today at six o'clock. So everything's coming good, man. Everything. I've been kind of busy with a lot of other stuff, but uh, everything's everything's. I'm still excited. Still excited. You know, so much stuff, man. Research on different things. And, and, and every day something new pops up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every day something new pops up. It's uh, a guy named Professor Black that I follow. And he has a YouTube channel. And you can subscribe to it. And do you know I'm listening to this guy last week? And guess what he says? What? Politics is like professional wrestling now. No way. Yes. Get out of here. I had to take the clip and send it to Dave. I think you're not going to believe this. This guy, he must be, I think black been listening to me. (laughs) Because how would he know about heels and baby faces and stuff? Yeah. He broke down politics the same way I've been doing for years. Wow. We got to do an investigation on that. I just thought about that sucker might have been listening to black and white, bro. That's a, that's a, that's a, what, what is that? A, a gimmick infringement right there. Brother, I could not believe this. Matter of fact, I'll send you the clip and he breaks it down. He breaks it down. I will send you the clip. Professor, Professor Black? Yes. Wow. Did you, um, I'm trying to this pull is this the up. Prof- you never see him. You only hear him. He never shows his face. 
And he talks about different things that goes on in society. You know what I'm saying? As it pertains to black people. He's Bro, one of the people. Was... But... Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying he breaks things down in a way that people don't think about on a daily basis. You know, when you yeah. see things, when you see things in the public on television and the news, this, that, and the other, well, he'll take those things and break them down to let you know exactly what they're trying to do and why they're doing it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That sounds like and somebody he... else I know. <laughs> you know? Isn't that, what, isn't that your gimmick? <laughs> you know what? Uh, he's mm. a better wordsman than me, though. He's sharp. But you know what? I think Publisher Black is white. Oh, so you've not. But you said you saw him on YouTube. No, I say he got a show, a channel on YouTube. Oh, but you haven't he seen him. He never shows his face. Oh, my, you only oh, hear him. Really? Yeah. Really? Does he, sound right. like a, does he sound like a black man? In a way, yes. But in a way, no. So the Professor Black may be to throw you off. He could be like the Wither the Boss. <laughs> Hey, bro, did you, did you hear this bombshell today, man, uh, about, uh, you know who Aubrey O'Day is? Have you heard this story today? Hold on. Don't tell me who Aubrey O'Day That's a lady, right? Yeah, she's one Hold of Hold on. Don't tell me who she is. Yeah. I, I know that name. God damn, I know that name. Anyway, go ahead. Who is she? she had her 15 minutes of fame. You know, she was a very, uh, very attractive woman. I guess she was in uh, a, a singer, uh, very attractive. You, oh, no, no, no. Aubrey. You may remember isn't her. Isn't she, is she black? No, no. She, she's white, blonde okay. hair. You may remember her from Celebrity Apprentice. Ever watched Celebrity I never, Apprentice? I never really watched that. Yeah. Uh, she, I she mean, was, I would watch it every now and then, but not religiously. Yeah, she was she was a singer. Uh, she had her her you know her little fame. I know her name though. I knew today's, I know. today's headline: Aubrey O'Day reveals she had sex with Donald Trump Jr. for the first time in a gay club bathroom. Now she was on The Apprentice. Uh, uh, Donald Jr. was on The Apprentice. He was married at the time, bro. Aubrey O'Day. Yeah, he, he was he was married uh, at the this. time, and she's spilling the beans, bro. Aubrey O'Day. Oh, I got to see who this is. According to Wikipedia, Aubrey Morgan O'Day is an American singer and reality television personality, best known for being a member of the girl group Danity Kane. Hey, man, I'm looking at the picture of Aubrey O'Day right now. I'm going to show you here. Here, Steve, look. No, no, no. I'm with, I'm with, Don, I'm with Don Jr., there you that's go. Her. That's, that's her. Yes. Oh, okay. Give me the headlines. She had sex with him in a gay bathroom. He had sex with Donald Trump Jr., who was married at the time while they were filming The Apprentice. More than a decade after Aubrey O'Day's romantic relationship with Donald Trump came to an end, she's opening up about a very specific detail in an appearance on Michael Cohen's Mia Culpa podcast earlier this week. The former Dainty Kane member claims she and Trump Jr. had sex for the first time in the bathroom of a gay nightclub during their alleged affair amid his marriage to ex-wife Vanessa. O'Day 39 claimed they first started talking through social media during her time on The Apprentice, but it wasn't until the show rap production that they had any physical contact. contact. I was hosting a gay club and our first time going together, he wanted to see me so bad. And I was like, well, I'm going to be at a gay club tonight. 
Uh, the damaged star said Trump 34, uh, 45 brought her into the club by her assistant while she was hosting one of the biggest gay parties in New York. It's a huge effing club, everybody in a G-string or less. I was just in my soul like there is no way the man that I've seen suited up for the past couple of months is going to show up to see me in this lovely land that I got to be in. And he did. Uh, and apparently, uh, you know, they uh, did the dirty deed in the gay bathroom that day. About that. Wow. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch. Well, I didn't get I didn't get that over, over, over trending on my phone and I haven't. Had a chance to watch any television. Today. Well, you know, you know what, Stevie, I, I was thinking about this. Like the way our society is, and you uh-huh. saw the you saw the picture of Aubrey O'Day, right? Bro, he's going to be over because of this. Am you I think right? So? I, I think so, bro. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> with him. I don't like the messing over your wife thing, but oh, I don't if he was single, but I'm quite sure. Don't, come on, man. Come on. This is what rich guys do. Come on, Vince. This is what rich guys do, man. I see. I don't know how rich guys can do this, thinking it's never going to come out. That's well, that part I don't understand way. either. But yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the Stormy Daniels thing. You know, people get upset about it. But like I always say, brother, I've been around a lot of rich people. Okay, this is what they do. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing, brother. This just ain't no even just like I was having an argument with with uh, Chris one day on the show about when Vince got in trouble with the jump off, you know? Yeah. And, and, and Chris was saying, you know, being Chris and I'm like, look, brother, the way I see things is no need of me having a billion dollars and I'm 70 something years old and I can't use it the way I want to use it. Ain't no need of me having a billion dollars. If I can't go, if I can't go out here macking, macking some gals every now and then, I mean, what's the need of having that kind of money, brother? You ain't going to be here all for the rest of your life. I mean, you'll be here to the rest of your life. And if I'm close to the rest of my life, come on, bro. That's what I'm going to do. No, I, not me, but people. Yeah. Not me. But I'm just saying, so it ain't out of the ordinary. When rich people do what they want to do, whether they married or not, man, I'm like, to me, what I was telling him was that this don't surprise me. It surprises people that feel as though they're more morally, you know, in bounds than everybody else. But I don't feel as though I don't feel that way about people. I, people going to do what people like to do. All right, Stevie, we got explicit uh, details. Would you like me to get into that? Would you like me to read that, Stevie? Interested in listening to about this? Aubrey? Yeah. Did Aubrey, Aubrey come out with details? Yes, she did. <laughs> come on. Uh, now, wait a minute, Vince. Vince, listen to this. Come on, man. That that ain't right, man. That ain't right. I had had spandex going from like my throat down to my knees because I was suited up for some press or whatever we were doing that day. And I wanted to be extra tight and skinny. He could (laughs) not get these things off for the life of him. And so we literally (laughs) found a way to work around them, continued the performer. And for the rest of our relationship, he called me Spanky because of these spandex that otherwise would be one of the most humiliating stories ever. But it was very him and I. Spanky. He couldn't get the spandex off. Wow. <laughs> Kiss and tail. That's, that's the thing I don't understand. Like, how did, do they not know that sooner or later these stories are going to come out? And do they just not care? Sure. 
He should have learned from Tiger Woods, man. Oh my gosh, Spanky. He should have learned from Tiger Woods. We we both thought we were each other's soulmates. It's something we spoke about often. A soulmate is someone you spend a period of time with, moment of life with that you're connected as one. I had that with Don. We were passionate and connected and loyal and honest. Let me ask you this. Wow. Let me ask you this. Vince, why is she coming out with this right now? That's a great question. I, 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 I don't know. It got to be for money. I would assume. You don't I mean, kiss and, you don't kiss and, come on, brother. Yeah. These women know what they're getting into when they're with famous married men and stuff like that. You know, don't be another Rachel Yucatan. Don't be her. Going to spill the beans on Tiger Woods. Then had to get the money back. Wow. So you're telling me Donald, Donald didn't make her sign anything while he was still married? Man, you got to make him sign, bro. <laughs> Give him some money and shit. Give him some hush money. Wow. Or you'll end up like Stormy Daniels. Wait a minute. Didn't Stormy Daniels? What happened with Stormy? Did she take the hush money? I, th- I thought she did, but then she came out anyway, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Stormy didn't think it was enough. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. Oh, brother. You know what I was seeing, too, Steve, and then we're going to wrap it up. Man, I saw a very disturbing uh, a documentary this week, too, that I did not know about. Bro, I'm a huge Mark's brother, Mark. Uh-oh. And like Groucho, this guy was so freaking brilliant and so ahead of his time. Bro, I didn't realize like later on in his life, bro, when he was getting older, he had dementia and Alzheimer's and he wasn't there. And bro, the woman he was married to at the time, bro, took him to the cleanest, bro. Wow. Took everything from this guy when he was dying and, 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 you know, his brain was gone and he wasn't thinking and she, she, she cleaned him out of everything at the end of his life. I didn't, I didn't know that part of the story. Very sad, bro. Wow. I didn't either. Very sad. I didn't either. Groucho was a funny dude, bro. Uh, he was he freaking brilliant. He brilliant, was a bro. Funny, funny dude, man. The Marx Brothers, brother, they unbelievable. Oh, you prefer oh, the Stooges over the Marx Brothers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm the other way around. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah the I'm Stooges sorry, man. The is... Marx Brothers are funny, but they can't test the Stooges, bro. <laughs> you think about it. Three Stooges, I don't know who owns their library and all this stuff. It's still making a zillion dollars today, whoever yeah. owns that. Whoever owns it, they still making street shows still getting played on some of these uh networks that show a lot of the old shows on a daily basis all over the world. Yeah. No, it's still out there. I I still see it on syndication. Yeah, man. I mean goodness. And I can see those things a hundred times and I'm still <laughs> going to I was looking at uh me and a buddy of mine was on the phone last night. We was talking about some of the older movies when we were kids and how funny they were and how funny they still are today, like uh, Uptown Saturday Night with yeah. Bill Cosby and uh, Sidney Poitier. Yeah, yeah. And we can still remember some of the, the, the scenes and some of the words and stuff that they said, you know, like when uh, – and you didn't think about it back then about how talented these – Harry Belafonte is one of these guys 
that was walking on the front line during the civil rights movement. Stage actor, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Sidney Poitier, well, we already know his, everything that this guy did in his career. I mean, these guys are up here. Mm-hmm. And then you see him in a comedy. You know, and then you see, you know, you see, then, you, then you see like a hell of a Belafonte, you know, playing Geechee Dan Buford. You know what I'm saying? Now, what do you, now what do you want? Well, Mr. Geechee, you know, I was told that nothing goes down in this town unless, unless you know about it. <laughs> and what you talking to me for? You know, man, if you don't get out of here, they're going to find your head across the street. <laughs> Bro, it, it, it must, he doesn't even talk like that. You know what I'm saying? It must be how many years since you saw that movie and still remember? How many, When's the last time you saw that movie? Oh, man, I see it periodically yeah. every oh. other year or so. Like, But I've been knowing this since I was a little kid, you know? Oh, my you God. Hey, hey, wait a minute, homeboy. Never have who was that uh, Calvin Lockhart. Never have so many did so much for so few. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what was what we want to we want to thank you because he had robbed everybody in the yeah, club. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, golly, man, these. And Sidney Poitier is such a distinguished actor. Oh god! And he's acting scared as hell. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a regular guy. Yeah, he's a regular guy, you know, regular working man, and he got to find that lottery ticket, and they go through hell. Richard Pryor, remember Richard Pryor? Yeah, he played yeah. Sharp Eye Washington, and they was went to him for him to find the lottery ticket. Oh my God! And I, what I was telling my friend, I was like, "You look at everybody that was in that movie, and a lot of people don't know Sidney Poitier directed that movie and wrote yeah. a lot of it." Do you know Sidney Poitier, Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, uh, uh, Harry Belafonte, and so many of these other people in the same movie? What would that cost today Oh my God. for those level of actors, you know what I'm saying, to get together? Do you know a lot of them did the movie because they had so much respect for Sidney Poitier? Did you know that? No, I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised by that. You know what I'm saying? So you actually, I mean, Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby, the two biggest black comedians at that time in the same movie. And look, look who else is in here that I, I didn't even, I, I forgot all about uh, who played. Don't the, tell me. Don't who, tell me. Don't tell played, me. Don't who, tell me. I'm going to give you the, who, who Flip played? Wilson. The Reverend. Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson. Was all these, movie. now imagine all these top people. Wow. All these top people in a movie at the same time. Can you imagine that today? Oh my! Unbelievable, man. Now, bro, what was the sequel to this with, with JJ the boxing one? Wasn't that the sequel? Piece to this? of the action. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, let's do it again. Oh, was let's, that it? Let's do it again. With let's the, do it again. Yeah. Okay. What, what yeah. Year let's do it again. This? I'm trying to see what year this was. 1974, man. Right. God, I haven't seen this movie in years, man. Man, we go. Now you listen to how Sydney Porter, I mean not Sydney Roy, but uh but even Sydney, he's just a regular guy, man. They going down there to try to gamble. They got a good role, good role going, and then here come what you call them and rob the whole damn place. And uh 
Do you remember the scene when they went in Harold Nichols? Harold Nichols used to be a, him and his brothers, the Nichols brothers, were great dancers back in the 40s and 50s. Right. Remember those guys? Yeah, I'm looking right played, now. Look at little Seymour Pettigrew. Yeah, and they went in there looking for Seymour Pettigrew. Come out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody loud stalked me in front of my people. You was lying about that, right? Yes, sir. I was lying. <laughs> man, I got, I got, I got to see if I can get my hands on this, man. I Roscoe. Now, you can Lee, pull it up on. It's on YouTube, bro. Roscoe Lee Brown. Remember Roscoe, Roscoe Lee, Lee Brown? Brown? He was a great character actor, bro. Oh my God, bro! And he was a congressman running for running for something. And his wife, his wife was at the club that night when they got robbed. It was so funny. That is a funny. But what I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get off point here. But what I'm talking about is what we were just talking about when it comes to that kind of talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. When people are, I'm a thespian, brother. I don't do comedies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But Vince, I'm going to do it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we want to do this different kind of comedy. Like I said, it was not a lot of cursing, not a sexual. It was just funny. Yeah. Yeah. And let those guys do their thing, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, he could have, these two guys could be lying to us. And I'm going to tell you right now, sucker, if you lied to me, I'm going to come back and take your liver. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness, man. So so let's do it again was the next year, man. They, They came right out with this one. Right. Oh my God! Same cast, oh. Sydney Portier, Bill Cosby. Oh, John Amos was in Let's Do It Again. Yeah, he was. Uh, Kansas Mac, City, Kansas, Mac. Kansas City, Mac. Uh, you got yeah. some freaking memory, Kansas City, uh, Mac. Bro, Ozzy Davis was in Let's Do It Again. Yeah. Denise Nicholas, remember her from Room oh, Two Twenty? Yeah. From Room Two Twenty Two. Yeah. Wow, bro, crazy. Like I said, man, that those movers was so funny. That's what that's what me and my buddy was talking about last night. Not last night, but every night then we talk about these movies. I'm like, bro, you have to go and look at those movies periodically because they're so funny, and they yeah. got great actors in them. Great, great some of actors. the greatest African American actors and comedians in the history of cinema, and they're doing a comedy. You know, Sidney Poitier had never been in no comedy before. I know, man. Oh my god. Guess well, who's I'll, coming to dinner? Uh, Lily's other field? To Sir you know, Love? That's like if you take Jamie Foxx and you take uh, Denzel Washington. Mm. That go your budget right there. Yeah. Yeah. That go the budget right there. These guys don't work for under what, 15, 20 million? Yeah. Yeah. And then do a comedy with them. I would love to see something like that today, you know, something that's a little bit more bona fide and stuff like that. And and like I say, these the storylines, the storylines are just oh my goodness, man. Yeah, I gotta I go back did, and watch those. I don't know, I don't know who did the writing for them, but like I say, just seeing one of your heroes that African American look up to, like a like a Sidney Poitier. Or, 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 or like even Bill Cosby back then. Because remember, Bill Cosby was huge. Huge. Back in those days. Huge, yep. 
uh, Harry Belafonte. And Harry Belafonte is playing a black gangster, you know, that got to put, he got to put that uh, nasal stuff in his nose. <laughs> yeah. They had his jaws made up big like he, the Godfather, you know. They had yeah. his jaws made up big. And then he dr- drink some raw eggs and then chase it with whiskey. Now, what do you want? And I'm like, his voice. I'm like, how did he come up with that voice? That's when you know this is a real actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 This is a real yeah. actor. Because yeah. if you didn't know that was Harry Belafonte, you wouldn't have knew, If they didn't have the words up there, you wouldn't, know, you wouldn't even know that was him. Yeah. 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 Man, you better get out of here. They're going to find your head across the street. <laughs> man you're making me want to go back and watch those movies bro 50, these movies are 50 years old man yeah 50 years old bro and sydney and harry just died man they just died harry belafonte what he died this year right just a few weeks yeah, he ago he just died recently yeah yeah and yeah. i said and sydney just died what last year yeah yeah can you believe it and bill cosby's still living yeah that's crazy man Is that crazy all right, anyway, Stevie, are we still uh, everything Stevie Ray TV, man? Everything's still Stevie Ray TV, man. And, brother, we are on it, and we are going to make it work. And I'm excited about a lot of things coming up. We got bro. a lot of things going on. What, bro, what about the, the school project, bro? We, we, we're getting closer and closer to the school year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my boys still working on that also. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, going through some, uh, we're going through some other things right now, but uh, I got another buddy of mine that I used to work, used to do independent wrestling shows. He's coming in with me on this. So I'm kind of re it a little bit, but we're still on point though. Yeah. 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 And the book's moving point. along. You got an appointment with uh, Michael today. Yes. Very nice. Not Michael, David. Oh, David. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. David. Matter of fact, I might call Mike and see if he want to join us. Yeah. And we just do a video. We've yeah. done that before. Yeah. All right, everybody. Listen, everything is still uh, Stevie, right? God, we, we Hey we man, just... wait a minute. Yeah. Our last our last show, our really deep, deep, deep show. Yeah. I want to know what kind of feedback it me, well, I... me we want to know what kind of feedback it got. Oh, you know what it is? Let me tell you what it is. I am a Christian man. Okay. Okay. I know you and Carl are highly, highly intelligent people. So when you talk, when you lay something out to me, I'm all ears and I'm listening. Okay. And, and bro, I am, I am a guy that I rely on a lot on logic. Like, you know what? Like, this is, this is pretty logical, what they're saying. But you know what it comes down to, bro? What's that? People don't want to open their minds to... Yeah, we know that. Yeah, I mean that that's really what it comes down to. We know that. Yeah, that's what it is, bro. You know, we know so that. That's what that's what that's why the conversations don't happen, bro. So you're saying we didn't get a lot of up thumbs up. No, nah, bro, because nobody's I, I, nobody's going to put that over. No 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 but nobody's going to put that over. Wow. But I, I, I was surprised I did not get uh, you know, I, I did not get abused like I thought. I, I, I thought I was going to hear like, oh, Vince, as a Christian, how could you blah, 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 blah. I thought I was going to get that. I didn't get that. What did you get? Uh, th- you know, that, 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 it, that it was interesting. I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree, 
Uh, but it was an interesting conversation. And the bottom line, bro, is all we want people to do is listen to it anyway. Yeah. But it made yeah. sense. I mean, you know, like I said, man, it, you know, it, it made sense to me. Uh, well, it ain't like we pulling these facts out of the sky. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we don't pull we don't pull things out of the sky. We let other people do that. Yeah, exactly. You know. All right, everybody. Listen, we covered a lot of ground today here on Black and White. We talked some serious stuff. We talked some funny stuff. Now, now I've got to go find uh, Uptown Saturday Nights. So I could rewatch that. So uh, got to rewatch him, bro. You yeah. got so to you, rewatch him. You say that's on YouTube. Yeah, I'm gonna go find it. I'm gonna go find it. Oh yeah, they're on YouTube. But got they got their little commercials and. In the, you know what I'm saying, in the middle, yeah. but you can... But are they edited? Five, are they edited, though? No, no, no. I mean, you okay. don't have the little commercial that you can turn off after five seconds. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, other than that, man, shoot, I mean, a lot of movies that are on... I, matter of fact, uh, about a month ago, I was watching In the Heat of the Night. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Rod Steiger, you know, oh, well, well... What do they call you up there in Miss Philadelphia? They call me Mr. Tips. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God. yeah. What a great line. What a oh, great movie. what a great movie. Yeah. What a great movie, bro. I mean, woo. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. I can take that fat cat down. God, you got. You some. look at that Sydney party, and then you look at the one in uh, Uptown, Uptown Saturday Night. Like <laughs> right. two different guys. Exactly, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Listen, we will be back next week. Who knows what we're going to talk about? But we will be back next week, right here with Black and White for me and Stevie. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>